seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. -on -one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks. Lats joined, as always, every Sunday with my guys. Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, Swerving Irving Washington, live and direct. Let's go. We are being brought to you by the Sharps app. Make sure to go download it, S-H-A-R-P-Z. Use it to track your bets. Become a better better. Use promo code George 517 It's free to download. Go do it. Appreciate y'all. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Can't complain too much. Got a big dub today, and that's a... Uh... That's all that matters in my eyes. The Niners did take I, I, a big my, dub. My wallet didn't take a big dub, but yeah, that's how it goes. It <laughs> I was actually pretty pretty even today, so it wasn't that bad. Nice. But I would have loved a, uh, a a Kansas City win at the end of the day. Man, 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 man. Irv, how you doing? Oh, uh, my team lost a big game today, so. <laughs> But overall, good day of football. Well, no, nah, actually, it wasn't really. Only it was only it wasn't that many. It was some actually some terrible games and a couple blowouts too. So yeah, there was some. There was some good games though. Yeah. I don't know it was one. I think the the Titans and the Western Ends was a good game. So it was the Saints and Lions. Lions went up twenty one nothing, and the Saints actually made oh, it. Yeah, a fucking that did turn game. into a good game. That yep. was fucking crazy. Um. Which we're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about all these games and talk about the implications <laughs> and such. Uh, yeah, we were you know the Niners Eagles game. I think we, everyone was kind of hoping for a a better game. The Niners kind of blew that one wide open, <clears throat> which I think tells us a lot about Philly and, and what you know a guy like me has been saying about them all year. But it's here nor there. Niners are also probably the best team in the league. But yeah, man, and we got the winter meeting starting tomorrow, so. Yep. MLB movements. I mean, we already saw some movements today. Yep. Jared Kalenic, Marco Gonzalez, Evan White traded to uh, Atlanta. Total salary dump. That's all that was. Yeah. So it looks like Seattle's gearing up for something, at least for their fans, I would hope so, or else Jerry DePoto is going to be in for it because trading Eugenio Suarez and now Kalenic and getting really nothing in return. That's kind of it's tough, man. It's tough if you're a Mariners fan. But, shit, let's hop right into it. Let's talk some NFL football. <clears throat> we'll start with the Sunday night game, uh, Chiefs and Packers. This game kind of all day was kind of bouncing. I saw it get to four and a half. Then it went back up to like six right before kickoff. Um, the total was 44. The total goes over. <laughs> Took a miracle at the end for it to go over. Um, but it goes over. And... Uh, Green Bay obviously covers a six, and they win outright, so they cover all numbers. Um, pretty wild game. I thought it was very poorly officiated both ways. thought there was a lot of bad fucking calls. That late hit on Mahomes at the end was fucking terrible-ass call, but then there was a obvious pass interference on Marquez Valdez-Scantling 
that they didn't call. And I, I felt like that was kind of a makeup call for the fucking Mahomes uh, late hit call. Yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, it was a. It's I hate that it's becoming a theme of the NFL, but man, it's just a lot of poorly officiated games week in and week out, man. And <coughs> this one was on full display Sunday night. What was your guys' takeaway from this game? The Packers now, I mean, that's four wins in a row. They're right back in the playoff picture now as well. So, I mean, and, and they have two big wins, dude. Last week against uh, Detroit and this week against Kansas City. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. What's your guys' takeaway from, from this game here? Anyone? Or if you want to go first, you want me to? Oh, I think oh, I, I was glitching. AI. <laughs> no, you go first, man. All right. Um, I think. I mean, I, I'm more worried about Kansas City here on on what we're seeing from a Kansas City team who, you know, should have won this game, um, and who I would say are probably not the favorites to win the AFC anymore. Um, you know, I don't know if there's really, you know, that, that many teams that you could say are you know, so much further out front than Kansas city other than, you know, Baltimore at this point, I'd put Jacksonville possibly, you know, again, we'll see how they do tomorrow night, but I'd put them as the two front runners of the AFC over Kansas city. I mean, I know Kansas city still has the best quarterback in the league, but they're missing all of those other pieces is that defense has been a little sketchy on who, who do, have, well, I'm sorry. Who'd you say over Kansas City? You said Jacksonville and and Baltimore. And Baltimore. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and I'd put those two. You, you know, Jacksonville is is probably even keel right now with Kansas City in my eyes. Um, definitely a big game tomorrow to see what happens there. They should beat the pants off of uh, uh, Burrowless Bengals, but you know you got to win those games that you're you're supposed to win. But you know I. I'd put those teams at or above Kansas city in the, in the AFC right now. Um, and that is, you know, that's, that's scary for the AFC because one, the best quarterback is now the number two or three team just because they don't have those options that they previously had. And the defense has been a little suspect you well, know, over the last, what, four weeks. Who Kansas city. Yeah. I mean, they've been pretty good up until really this week. I mean, even against the Raiders, like they gave up set, they gave up 14 points in the first quarter, but then they only held them three points the rest of the game. And like last week, their offense also turned the corner and it was finally like, oh, okay, maybe the Chiefs finally figured it out on offense. And then here we go tonight and like, dude, they didn't punt until the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? But yet they only had fucking like 19 points on the, on the scoreboard because they had, dumb penalties or mistakes in the red zone. They just couldn't capitalize in the red zone early on in the game, which eventually cost them in this game. And on the flip side, their defense, which has been stout all year, and I I know they have injuries to the defense, but, I mean, they've been without Nick Bolton for most of the year. They've been without a lot of guys in and out of the lineup all year. They've managed to figure it out. But tonight, they could not get off the field, and they especially couldn't get off the field on third and long, which is like you, you cannot continuously you know, let teams continue drives on third and long. It just can't happen, right? And I think that's the biggest thing for the Chiefs is, like, you you finally figured out on offense, and now your defense is taking a step back. So it's like, at some point, you know, I keep telling myself, this team's going to figure it out. They're too good not to. 
We know that the Chiefs have issues at the wide receiver position, but I do think that Rasheed Rice is now stepping up as like that number one target. He's definitely their best receiver. Travis Kelsey had a good game today. Uh, obviously, Taylor Swift was in attendance, so we kind of knew that was going to happen. <clears throat> but as far as the Chiefs are concerned, like, you know, I've, I've been saying it for past several weeks. You know, the, I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And I think they're the best team in the AFC by by a mar, by margin. They're the team. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think Travis Kelsey had a great game today. Um, only four receptions for eighty-one yards. Um, you know, yeah, eighty-one yards is great, but if you're you know only getting targeted five times with four receptions, I don't see that as a good game for him. Um, Rashid Rice, yeah, he had a good game today, but other than that, you know, Valdez Scanley two for five. Um, you know, Sky Moore one for two. Uh, well, that's Pacheco. always good. that's always going to be Kansas City's issue, though, Ben. Until they get yeah. like a good wide, like Rasheed Rice is obviously he's going to be there for the long haul. But until they get other guys, like this is what they have to deal with. And every single week, we're going to talk about how the receivers are letting Mahomes down because they are. You know, there's I mean? Tony only touched the ball one time today, and that was for a rush. Yeah, he barely played. Yeah. Ever since he had those like four drops in week one, dude, uh, Andy Reid don't really trust him. He's in the doghouse. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be the Chiefs' issue all year, though. And they 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 have to continuously rely on that run because that run offense is great with Pacheco. Well, Pacheco is a fucking idiot. Like, why are you punching a person with a helmet on? Yeah, I mean, that I think game that's was the like dumbest move in the world. <laughs> he's just frustrated. Yeah, let me break my fucking hand. Well, punch him in the body then. Don't fucking take a shot at somebody's head when they have a fucking helmet on. You're going to break your hand. You know, you're going to be out for weeks. The, the other thing, too, is, and I know Irv doesn't want to talk about this, but Jordan Love is really stepping up, man. He's playing some great fucking football. This is four weeks in a row that he's he looks every bit of a starting quarterback in the NFL, and now he's got his team in playoff contention as well. And he's beat the Lions and the Chiefs back-to-back weeks. I think we got to start good putting for, some respect on his name. Good for Willie Beeman. <laughs> Irvin, yeah, I'm not really sold on on. I'm on still not sold on him. That nigga's, I mean, he he's still a dump truck. Excuse my excuse my language. Bro, we cuss on here all the time. It don't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't say the n word though. <laughs> that slipped out. Um, but um, yeah. Great love for uh, Jordan Love. Great, great, great win for Jordan Love. Great win for the Packers. But if you watch this game from start to finish, the Chiefs easily let this game slip away. And being down two starting middle linebackers on defense is not helping them at all. But that secondary got to step up because they got low-key cooked tonight. They got cooked. But uh, Spagnolo, every time he heated up Jordan Love and made him make quick decisions, dude looked terrible. So I don't know why he just didn't keep putting pressure on him all night, but that could be a um that could be something to uh look look out for when you get more as the weeks go by and film starts to pile up on him some of his tendencies. Uh dude throws a lot of um up for grab balls and the Chiefs just couldn't capitalize. Even that touchdown by Watson, the catch percentage on that ball was like thirty percent. Watson just made a hell of a play. Um is Jordan Love looking like a better quarterback? Yes, but I still do. I, I think he's a, a franchise type quarterback. No, I mean he's only uh, played like what thirteen games. Uh, you you was out on Justin Fields after one year, so and I'm still out on Justin Fields. That's fine. 
I think so, what oh sorry, go ahead. No, so with Joe, so with Jordan Love, it's probably just he because he's backing up because he's coming behind Aaron Rodgers, so it may is like his clock is sped up, but yeah, I just don't see anything special with him. But I could be wrong. We'll see. I think a big thing too is is that Green Bay has a pretty fucking cush schedule for the rest of the year. They do, um, and I think that's gonna to play into a part of one getting them to the playoffs and getting Jordan Love uh, some experience. I think a big question mark is you know what happens with Watson because he went out at the end of the game. Yeah, that's How a hurt huge is loss. he? Uh, that's going to be a, a big you know question mark there and. How quickly can he come back? Because next week they have a Giants, which should be an easy walkthrough. Um, Bucks and Vikings, with Vikings being pretty suspect, are their you know two hardest games remaining. And then they got the Panthers and the Bears, where they'll probably have a decent, you know, fairly easy, pretty decent time, you know, getting W's there. So, I mean, I think they still have you know a, a real decent shot at. Uh, maybe not winning the division because Detroit's three three games up, maybe two games, three games up now. Yeah, no, they're but definitely not winning the division. They'll, but they'll take they'll take a playoff spot. They'll take one of those wild cards. Yeah, and then they'll get and then they'll get dog walked in the in the playoffs week yep. one. This um, might be one of those bets of you know to make the playoff bets. Yeah, I mean they, they definitely have the best schedule, schedule, but I bet they're I don't know what their odds are, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's, it's probably like minus one twenty five given the fact of given the fact of their schedule. Houston minus one twenty five to make the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing with Houston, they're gonna be this year. They're gonna be this year's Giants. Then maybe make the playoffs when you're not supposed to, and then the next year come in with some expectations. Yeah, put themselves behind a year and get your asses blasted. Yeah, but the one thing about the Packers and the difference between the Packers and the Giants is the Packers have a lot of young players. So like getting them that experience this year is is huge, is beneficial going forward. Whereas like the Giants had like a bunch of dudes that have been in the league for several years and we knew they sucked and you could see it just watching them. Like this Packers team, you watch them and you, they're nothing like the Giants last year. Dude. This is a better team. The de- the Packers defense sucks. That's going to be their ultimate downfalls cuz they can't fucking stop the run, dude. They give up 5.6 yards a carry on the on the rush, dude. You, you just can't win against good teams like that. And that's going to be their downfall. But I think their their offense is gradually getting better every single week. So who knows where they're going to be next year? You know what I mean? So but I definitely I definitely think they're going to get dog walked in the playoffs this year cuz they're going to have to play a team like fucking like the Lions again or <clears throat> you know only one team gets a bye right now, right? Yeah, so right now they'd be playing the Niners, dude. <laughs> the Niners would rush for like four hundred yards against them, bro. That wouldn't even be the Niners would probably be like. Uh, don't tell Green Bay Packers favorites. fans though that though, because they'll they'll say they're going to dog walk the Niners. Nah, I don't. I, it, it, they're delusional if they are. If they say that the Niners would be like eleven and a half point favorites yeah. in that game. Green Bay Packers, well, fans are delusional. So yes, uh, they're not. They're Plus, not the most delusional. In, in two weeks, Niners are going to be number one, and the Eagles are going to be. Uh, yeah, the Eagles have a big game coming up next week. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles right now. Niners at Eagles. Niners closed three point favorites basically everywhere. Total is forty six and a half. It goes over the Niners cover and went outright forty two to nineteen. 
Um, this game, the Niners started off really slow. The play calling was really fucking suspect in the beginning. I had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Um, but then they kind of settled down, started running the ball, which is what they do very well. And then the pass rush really started to get home in the at the end of the first half and, and throughout the rest of the game. Um, before I go on, what what's your guys? Ben, you're the Niners fan. What's your takeaway from this game? I mean, I I loved it. I, I can't wait to hear all of the excuses that we'll we'll see out of Phillies fans um, because they first come in saying that this isn't a big game. This you know, there's no rivalry here. It's like yeah, and there's no rivalry. It's a revenge game. Like that doesn't mean that you have an automatic rivalry if you lose one game here. Um, but uh, you know, I, I was really glad to see Debo put you know his money where his mouth is. He talked shit about this team and he went out and and fucking hit the ground running um he played a huge game um you know it was nice to not see josh uh what is it josh johnson uh in as qb uh and you know having that backup of uh of of donald and was nice to know um, that we had someone that if things did go we did have if we did have Purdy get hurt, we'd have somebody back there. Um, you know, again, that's just a little bit of uh, <coughs> history running itself through. Um, yeah, I thought the Niners played a great game offensively and defensively. I thought this, the ejection on Greenlaw was fucking stupid. Um, yeah, that was fucking dumb. I, I, I'm very surprised at Philly's rushing game. I know they're down, but... The rushing game is is most of what Philly has, and they did not utilize it whatsoever. They passed well. They couldn't. Um, but they – what's that? They couldn't run the ball. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball at all. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts being your top running back with 20 yards, um, you know, you're not going to win the game if you don't have a dual threat offense. Um, whether you're down by seven um, – or sorry, eight or down by 14 – that's what the Eagles do well, and they weren't able to get, yeah, I mean, you know, get the, the dual threat there. The Niners clearly had a plan, and that was to shut the run down. And the Eagles, to be honest, to their to their credit, to start the game, I mean, you know, they they honestly didn't even try to run. They were just running a lot of quick passes and and uh, making sure like the Niners' defense couldn't get home. The problem was was then the Niners started adjusting to that. And then the Niners went up fourteen to six. So then the Eagles kind of had to throw the ball and made things mm-hmm. a little bit different. Because I mean, honestly, this game was like this game was way out of touch. And like even the yards for Philly, I mean, there was a lot of garbage yards, dude. Like the game was out of hand. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like the game was it was like thirty five to what twelve at one point. You know what I mean. Like it, it was over. So yep. it's, it's tough to say anything about the Eagles outside of the first quarter positively, right? My biggest thing about the Eagles this year is, A, their run game isn't as good as it was last year, right? Nope. They've struggled a lot in first halves this year. Remember last year how dominant they were in first halves? They like, well, they, yeah, they lost Miles Sanders. Well, um, even the, I, their their offensive line isn't as good this year. Lane Johnson's a year it. older, and, yeah. and he's hurt. He's in and yeah. out of the lineup. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a huge, huge thing that, like, people often forget about. Um so I, I think that's a huge loss. And then on the flip side, Philadelphia's secondary is just so fucking terrible, dude. Like, mm-hmm. bro, Sam Howell threw for almost 400 yards against him. You know what I mean? Like, 
They just they can't stop nobody from passing the ball. Josh Allen threw for fucking like three hundred something yards against them. Like everybody throws against them. And then if you're the Niners and you're able to run the ball against them, then it just makes it so much more difficult because you don't you don't know what the fuck's coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing. And that's why like I think Philadelphia I think Philadelphia is a great team, dude. I think they're a top three team in the NFC. But I think when they go up against top teams, the Niners of the world, the Ravens of the world, you know, it took Marquez Valdez Scantling dropping a wide open touchdown pass for them to beat fucking Kansas City. Like, I just I don't think they're on that level this year. Okay. And you know, question to come out of this is now that teams have seen what the Niners have done, you know, I I think I think the Eagles have a, a good opportunity coming ahead with their last three games of the season against two against the giants. And then, I mean, Cardinals played well today, so Cardinals can, you know, the Cardinals play hard every week. Yeah. Cardinals can put up something again against them, but what does this loss that the Niners just gave the Eagles do for the Cowboys do for the Seahawks in the next two weeks? Well, the Cowboys now, you know, if they win next week against Philly, they're in the driver's seat for that division. Yeah, and but but how much does how much does the tape from this game affect those two games? I don't think it affects much because the, what the Niners did is what everybody's been doing to the Eagles. The Eagles have just been so good offensively that mm. you know at the end of games, like they've just been finding ways to win, and they just couldn't do that this week because the Niners' pass rush is just it's too elite. And that's the thing is like the Niners' secondary sucks, but their pass mm. rush is so elite. That is yeah, like inner secondary played really good today. <clears throat> not in the beginning. It was of the one game. of those days. In the beginning of the game, they were getting the ball moved all down yeah. up and down the field. They yeah. just they stopped them in the red zone. That was the biggest thing. You know what could have been a fourteen point? They held them to two field goals in the red zone. But yeah, I mean the Niners defense like they have like seven great defensive linemen that they rotate, so like they're never tired. You know what mm. I mean? <clears throat> and that's like the strength of their team. Now nobody's going to be able to replicate that. But the Cowboys do have a good pass rush. However, I thought the Cowboys kind of got a little exposed by the by the Seahawks last week. The Seahawks were able to throw all all over the fucking Cowboys, dude. And the Eagles have better receivers, better quarterback. So that game to me is going to be really interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that that's going to be a close game. I think both teams have weaknesses, obviously. Um but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with that game. That's a huge game next week between the Eagles and the and the Cowboys, dude. Huge game. Yeah, That's, it's basically for the division. Uh, yeah. Before uh, before we move on, I do uh, I feel for you, DeAndre Swift. You're gonna be hurting tomorrow. You got fucking freight train today. Yeah. I th- and and on the flip on the flip side too, Ben about the Niners. Like I definitely think this game. And along with the the Cowboys game, I think it just proved that the Niners are are far better than any other team in the league. Like I think there is a huge, it's them, and then there's a huge gap. Yeah. Like if they don't lo- if they don't win the Super Bowl, they suck. It's and a disappointment. Yeah. It's a huge disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Which they, is a completely different side of the story that we were seeing when they lost three games in a row. Well, I mean, they were they weren't healthy. Yeah, they weren't healthy. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. And and but uh, but again, you know, to minor Irv's point about Brock Purdy, like that kind of shows you that, you know, Brock Purdy's great when everything's going right, but can he be that guy that can get that can win you a game? They they don't they might not need him to. 
because yeah. everything around him is so good. He's got elite talent around him, great defense. But we've seen what that team looks like when you don't have a Hall of Fame left tackle, when you don't have a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and you don't have a Pro Bowl running back. Well, yeah, but you can adjust to one of those being out. All three of those being out, that's the difficult part. Yeah, but not every team in the league has a Hall of Fame left tackle, Pro Bowl wide receiver, oh, and a Pro Bowl running back. That's yeah. a, that's my point is that Brock but, Purdy. Change, but changing your game plan because all three of those out, is a completely different story than changing game plan because one of your players is out. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest one is Trent Williams. give a little bit of credit to that. Yeah, I still think – I don't think Brock Purdy's him. Like, I think he's an average quarterback. I don't either. I I don't either, but – He's a a better version of Jimmy Garoppolo. Time will tell on that. Neither one of those guys is winning you a game, but they won't lose you the game. Yeah. Time will tell on tell on that. I I had a little more faith in Jimmy G than Brock. So, really, yeah. Wow, well, that's just years of experience there. We saw it, we saw it time and time again. What do you think about the Niners and Eagles game, Irv? Um, I think the Niners are the only team that could do what was done to the Eagles today. Uh. Because even Dallas don't have that type of pass rush. And Dallas secondary is starting to get torched when that pass rush doesn't get home. So yep. I think the game between the Cowboys and the Eagles might be more of a shootout like it was last time. Uh, that one's definitely going to come down gonna come down to quarterback play. <clears throat> but the thing with the Niners is it just puts them in the, the driver's seat. Home field advantage, even if they don't get a bye week on the road, at home, Anything less than the Super Bowl is going to start be a disappointment. And then when you don't win, coach is starting to get questioned. So, Cal, I'm not saying he's going to be on a hot seat, but his seat might start getting a little warmer if they don't start converting all these wins and dominant performances in the championship. So, that's what it is. It's Super Bowl or bust for the Niners. The Eagles got to go to the uh, drawing board, um, work on some stuff because – if that running game isn't working, even though Jalen didn't have a bad game, but like you said, a lot of those yards were garbage time yards. So it's going to show up in the stat sheet like they had a good game, but they really didn't. Um, Yeah, they just got they got hit in the mouth today and they got to respond. Um, the only good thing is you might you see this team down the road so because they're both higher seeds, so they probably won't meet up again until the NFC Championship game. Yep. And things might be a little different, but – if the Niners could beat you like that at home, yeah, they could probably do it again. And if you got to go to Levi Stadium, you know, that stadium ain't a great home field advantage, but in the playoffs, it's a totally different level. It's not candlestick, probably would never be, but, you know, a home playoff game is a home playoff game. It's the reason why home playoff teams win more than they lose. Yep. But it's, just, it's Super Bowl <coughs> bus for the Niners. Eagles got to get back to the drawing board. They're still a damn good team. They are Super Bowl contender, but like you said, if that O-line is not performing at max peak capability, it's going to be hard for them to beat the Niners, man, because that defense, as good as a pass rush is, outside of the first quarter, was nullified by the Niners today. Yep, 100%. And one more quick question. I know we've been talking about this for a while, but from the Eagles' perspective, what do you take away from that first quarter versus the rest of the game? Uh, That you can do it? You would have to do what you did in that first quarter for a full 60 minutes. 
yeah. or close to it to have a chance at winning because you lost. Shit, you pretty much lost by three touchdowns. Yep. Well, also, I I think the Niners' play calling in that first quarter was terrible. Like, dude, they came out and threw the ball three times in a row on the first drive. Like, what are you doing, dude? I was probably just trying to do something different. Probably everybody expected them to come out and run the ball down their throat to try to probably put the game a little more in Brock Purdy's hands. Even though it got better as the game went on, clearly it's a run first and then predicate everything off the run. Yep. Now, the one thing you do have to be wary with it'll be wary with is the Niners though is getting down more than one possession. Yep. Because <clears throat> Purdy has improved, he can do that yet. Not saying he can't do it. He just has to show people he can. But like you said, a, a team not good, they're rarely going to be down by more than one possession. So yep. that's the only telltale sign with the Niners. If they get down by one by more than one possession, how will they respond? I also think a, a positive to take away for Philly is like they've been they've been magically like coming away with victories, right? Like week in and week out, like games they probably should have lost, they're winning. So now this getting beat like this, like kind of sets the tone. And, and Jason Kelsey mentioned it in his press conference too. Like, you know, this is a we needed this. They need they needed this loss because it wakes them up. You know, games they probably are like, oh yeah, we've been winning, we've been winning that they probably should have lost. You know turns the tide here and now, and now it's like you're probably gonna see a more focused effort going forward from the Eagles um you know getting beat like this you know what I mean they got they got their ass handed to them <clears throat> so I think I think it's, I, you, you could take a positive away from it if you're the Eagles you know <laughs> yeah we got beat let's get back to work um all right let's move on to the next game we had the Browns at the Rams uh, the Rams were uh, three and a half point favorites. The total was thirty nine and a half. The total goes over. The Rams win thirty six to nineteen. Um, Joe Flacco, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about this. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a close game for a while, and then you know, shit kind of went awry for for Mister Flacco. Threw an interception, led to a touchdown. Game was kind of over at that point. This was a ball game with three minutes to go in the in the game, or eight minutes to go. But it's time to pack the Browns up, man. Yeah, not having a franchise quarterback, elite as that defense is, that offense just cannot keep them in games. And the Browns got some injuries on the defense side right now that makes that defense not as elite as it is. Yep. So, yeah, you can pack them up. Yeah, I think if you're the Browns, the, the you know what you take from this is that you were, you know, eight for eight for twelve on third down stops. Um, you, you know, you you stopped LA a majority of the times, but that's that's really all you can take out of this. Yep. Um, do you lose the turnover game? You lose the sack game. Well, with an offense um, like the Browns have now, if, if you lose a turnover game, you're gonna lose every game. Yeah. You cannot lose a turnover battle. Yep. But the Rams are right there, 6-6, six and six, man. They're <clears throat> right behind the Packers for the playoffs. That'd be a hell of an accomplishment for that Rams team to make the playoffs. Really, huh? What's that? Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. They're right there, dude. It's seven spots? Eight. Seven. Seven. And you have yeah. Vikings six and six, Packers six and six, Rams six and six, Seahawks six and six. 
Yeah. And then you, then got, you got shit teams. <coughs> so I mean, dude, I don't think you have to worry about Tampa Bay or or Saint uh, New Orleans. They're, uh, you, you know, the funny thing is, is technically the the Panthers aren't even out of the division race yet. They're still mathematically in it. No, Panthers are eliminated from playoff contention. Oh, that's right, because the Falcons won today. Yeah. If the Falcons lost and they were First team eliminated, yeah. They would have still been mathematically in it. New England's coming up next. Yeah, New England's fucking... What a dog shit team that is. Um, All right, let's move on to the next team. NFC South Carolina at Tampa. Uh, Tampa was three-and-a-half-point favorites. They closed three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's basically five-and-a-half all week. Total was 37. Tampa wins 21 to 18. For a minute, it looked like the Panthers are going to win this game, dude. But they just can't do it. The team sucks. What do you guys think about this? What what takeaways do you have from this, good or bad, from either team? Well, obviously the Panthers are a lot of bad. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I thought this was a this was a very even game and I think Carolina can take that of like this is where they're at. Um you know, it ended up being a, you know, a, a field goal that in the second that, or sorry, a, a, a touchdown on the first field goal that they replied in the second, that really was the chance or the, the change in this game. Um, you know, if, if I'm Carolina, I'm happy with this one. They stayed in this game the whole time. They matched Tampa's play. Uh, and they just fell a little bit short, a, a drive short. I think it's a, a building block here. Um, and I think you want to win this game, especially because you don't have that that first round pick. But it's a it's a building point. They put up 18 points against a decent Tampa Bay defense. I mean, anything's a building block for Carolina. My only thing is, yeah. like, th- this team's so bad. They don't have any draft pick, draft capital, really. And it's like, who yeah. on their right mind is going to take this job as a head coach? Yeah. Like, Nobody. their next head coach they hire is probably a fucking, uh, a whatchamacallit, what, what do they call uh, the coaches that are going to get fired? Lame duck. He's a, It's going to be a lame duck coach. He's going to be there for two years, and he's going to get fired. Oh, so they're going to hire a black coach next year. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, they should have kept Steve Wilkes, dude. It would have been a better, probably would have been better off with with him than uh, and and like I don't want to shit on Frank Reich because you know I do like Frank Reich, but I think from the get go, the fact that he wanted C.J. Stroud and didn't get him, I think that that kind of like drove a divide of some sort. Um, but I mean, I just, dude, Carolina is gonna be a mess for years to come, dude. Yep. Yeah, and Bryce Young is going to waste his career there. Dude, he's probably going to be on a new team in like three years, and he's going to be a backup, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Especially because he's only going to get compared to CJ. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, this draft class can't be as bad as the, what, 2021 draft class? Nah, I mean, I don't, it's it's hard to judge Bryce Young because that team's so bad. But that's the thing is, like, they're going to be bad for the next couple of years. And then he's going to, then you're going to have to pay him for his second deal. So what does that, 
like, would you give it to him if if the Panthers are fucking bottom dwellers for three straight years? Like, I don't know. And by that time, they're probably going to be bringing in a new GM who's going to want his quarterback. Mm. So I, I just I think Bryce is just <laughs> like he was drafted into a shitty situation. And sometimes, like, look at look at Darnold, dude. Darnold, perfect scenario, bro. He was drafted into a dog shit situation. And unfortunately, Jets were so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, like that's sometimes that's how your career goes. Like you, you don't have control over that. <clears throat> like, I don't think very rare would someone have succeeded in Sam Darnold's case. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe an Andrew Luck would, but very few quarterbacks would have succeeded there. And I think the same thing with Bryce Young, regardless of what we think of him, he's just fucked, dude. Do they get a win next year, or sorry, next year, next week, or the week after against the Saints or the Falcons? I don't know. The Saints are an interesting yeah. team because, like, they showed that they, like, they they fought today, dude. Down twenty one nothing, they could have packed it up real quick, but they fought back and they had a chance to win that fucking game, dude. But you know, Jameis Winston can't fucking hit an open receiver to save his fucking life. Derek Carr takes a fucking hit and breaks, so. I mean, usually it's like, I would I would prefer Jameis over Derek Carr, but dude, I mean, Jameis, dude, he had, he had fucking, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he had Chris Olave seven yards in front of him for a first down to continue the drive, and he throws like a 90-mile-an-hour fastball at him, dude. And he's wide open. There's nobody near him, dude, and he throws like a 90-mile-an-hour fastball like behind him and at his legs. Like, come on, bro. You just need to fucking toss it to him. He's wide, wide open. Damn, too bad Jameis don't got no more eligibility to FSU. They definitely would have got voted in the playoffs today. <laughs> yep. It's facts, man. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We had uh, Indy at Tennessee. This was a shit show, dude. There was like four <laughs> cup blocks in this fucking game. <clears throat> Indy wins in overtime, 31-28. They cover uh, minus their one-point favorites, and the total is 42. goes over. Uh, what did you guys think about this one? This is one of the sloppiest, most exciting games I've ever seen ever. <laughs> bunch of turnovers, bunch of missed passes. It was a shit show, yeah. dude. Yeah, this game was this game was wild. Yep. And then the, the coach's fucking... best drive of the game was in overtime to win the game. Yep. Yeah. And then the fucking uh, Tennessee's punter gets hurt, so Nick Folk is out there <laughs> punting, and he actually fucking hit a nice punt, dude. A little fucking fifty-five yard boomer. But man, what a shit show, dude! Four punt blocks in the fucking game, dude. That's ins- how often does that ever happen, dude? And it still went overtime. Yeah, the Colts are bad. Three for fourteen. Both of these teams are bad. Third down efficiency. Colts three for fourteen. Titans six for seventeen. Yeah, it was it was That's bad, dude. Bad. Um, if it wasn't for four punt blocks, this the score would have been like fucking twelve to ten, dude. Yeah. Colts red zone one for five. Yep, you're getting down to the red zone. You cannot put more than a touchdown in. And the down and the, the one conversion was the fucking game winning touchdown. <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's bad, bad. Yeah, that game was a uh, shit and show. And the I, Colts I'm are surprised. I had I didn't bet this one, but I had uh, I had Tennessee because. The Colts don't have anything except for Pittman and their injured players, so. Yeah, but, man, 
Same thing with like Jonathan Gannon in Arizona. Shane Steichen, man, he he gets those dudes to play, bro. Yeah, he really does. Like they found a way to win, man. Like nothing was going right, and they still found a way to win. And here they are; they're sitting as the sixth seed in the fucking playoffs right now. Yeah, I don't understand that (laughs) whatsoever. No Anthony Richardson. No fucking Jonathan Taylor either. Just insane. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. We had uh, Denver at Houston. This one had huge playoff implications. Um, Houston closed three-point favorites. The total was 47. The total goes under, and Houston wins and covers 22-17. to 17. Uh, Denver had an opportunity to win the game at the end, and Russell Wilson threw one of his three interceptions in the end zone. Um. Irv, I'll let you take this one away as the Broncos fan. What what was your takeaway from this game? I knew it was going to be a playoff atmosphere. It started off, we, we could have got our asses blowed out. It was 13-0 at one point. Yep. Um, but we fought back, made it a game. It's just, when we get inside the red zone, man, I don't know what happens to our players, our offense, our team. It's like Superman when he touches kryptonite. Like, it's just, it just, it just don't go together. And until we figure that out, it's going to be tough sledding because if you can't score and convert touchdowns more often than not in the red zone, you're not going to win games, especially not going to win playoff games. Yep. Yep. You guys were 0 for 11 on third downs today. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. They, uh, obviously the three turnovers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, Houston had 81 yards of penalties. Denver only eight yards yeah. of penalties. <clears throat> Couldn't take advantage of it. Um, man, Derek Stingley Jr., though, dude's becoming a fucking stud, bro. Yep. I think that Tank Dell injury is a, a huge loss for Houston. Um, you know, they that takes away one of their huge offensive weapons. I mean, you know, it's not the end of the world for them because they have Nico Collins and they just had uh, Noah Brown come back. But, man, having that other option there is is – that's big. They also got Damian Pierce back too, which is huge. Yeah. 15 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown today. Yep. That's massive. And though. he was on my bench in fantasy today. Nice. But that's okay. On the bench. Not nice. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, obviously, we talked about this last week. We said the team that probably wins this game is in the driver's seat for the playoffs. Because um, the Browns are definitely going to fall out, dude. They, they're not going to hang around there yep. much longer. I don't think the Colts are going to hang around there much longer. Plus, I think Houston has two games against the Colts, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or one? Uh, hold on. Let me pull that up right now. Houston still has... Uh, Jets, Titans, Browns. Titans, Colts. Yeah, so they have a easy schedule. Plus, they have Colts at the end of the year, so they can, if it's uh, one or the other in there, they could take them out. Um, yeah. I also think the Steelers are going to fall out, and obviously, like I said, the Browns are going to fall out too. I, we probably see Houston and in Buffalo make the playoffs. I think both yeah. those teams slip in, slide in. <clears throat> but yeah, man, that was a that was a good game though. Uh, Broncos made it a game, like Irv said, dude. At one point, it looked like they were going to get blown out, but they came back, man. Made it a game. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We had Arizona at Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh closed about six point favorites, five and a half, depending on what shop you got it at. Total was forty one. Total goes under. Arizona wins twenty four to ten. This game was a fucking shit show too because there was two weather delays, dude. Yeah, for, <sighs> long delays. Yeah, too. the game fucking lasted forever. And uh, Pickett got hurt again, so Trubisky yeah. had to take over. Um, honestly, the offense looked a little better with Trubisky. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. And for some reason, Pittsburgh I mean, still refuses was to use Jalen with seventy yards though. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad, but um, bad loss for the Steelers, dude. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Team fighting for the playoffs. Uh, why does Arizona keep winning games? Because they're not going to have less wins than the Panthers, so. And I think at this point, dude, I think that they're going to go forward with Kyler Murray. I don't think they're going to get a quarterback. So, honestly, I think their main target is Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, but that's going to be pick three. Yeah, that's what the pick they have right now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, the two teams that's in front of them. New England the and, Bay- uh, Bears. and the Bears. Well, the Bears might draft them, honestly. The Bears have more wins than them. Okay. Yeah, Bears have more wins right now. But they got the Panthers pick. Yeah, no, the Pan- that's Bears. what I'm saying is, like, the Panthers pick is, like, I, the Bears are getting that pick, dude. The Cardinals aren't going to lose more games than the Panthers. I think they know that. So now they're just, like, we're going to go forward with Kyler. We're going to draft best player available. We're going to hope we get that third pick to get Marvin Harrison Jr. But even if they don't, like, let's say the, the Bears get that pick, right? Well, the Bears would take Marvin Harrison Jr. But... The hope is is that someone Bears else is going to trade up for Bears a quarterback. Take a quarterback. Well, the Bears no, are going to take I a put the Bears quarterback. What's the Bears record anyway? Don't the Bears have four wins? Yeah, but the Bears are taking a quarterback with that first pick. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right because they have they, they have, have the one Panthers and pick. possibly what like three. Yeah, and four? then they're going to then they're going to trade that fourth pick. Probably okay. move back. They're definitely taking know. a quarterback. I don't know if they're taking a the quarterback. Gibson said they might not be taking a the quarterback. They're taking. They're taking the, the only way they're taking a the quarterback if they trade Justin Fields before the draft. They're going to trade him. I think. Yeah. I think the Falcons are going to trade for the Falcons, and the Seahawks are two teams I think are going to be open for trading for a veteran quarterback. Maybe not. No, I don't think the Seahawks because they Geno's contract is guaranteed for this year and next year. Yeah, but I mean, you could. Still pay him and so be a pay him thirty million to sit on the bench. Yeah, maybe, dude. He's looked like he hasn't looked great. Wow, um, they can. You can think Chicago could get one of those top uh, those two running backs. I mean, obviously they're not going to get Bijan, but they get <coughs> Al Greer. Nah, they would maybe. Uh they just probably going to draft capital for uh, yeah. Justin Fields. But if you can add a top running back like that. Okay, maybe not top running back, but a good running back like that. Nah. Just feels not going to demand them to add any yeah. type of players to that trade. They just probably got to give up a second, just maybe a third. third round pick. Yeah, it's gonna be like a. They're not, they might, I don't think they have to give up a first round pick if they do trade him. Nah, he won't go for a first. No, but I, I, I think that the Vikings game, the fact they had four turnovers and barely won that game, and Justin Fields had two big turnovers. I think that solidified that the Bears are ready to move move forward. But he still pulled off the game winning <coughs> drive too, though, in that same game. Yeah, he did. But it should never come to that, dude. They should have won that game. They should have blown out the fucking Vikings. 
Well, <coughs> you got him. The Vikings had like seven run. yards before they got that touchdown drive. And the, and the Bears were only up 6 I'm just saying, I don't know 100% for sure that they're going to get rid of Justin Fields. I think they do. We'll see, though. Hey, quick question. When do bye weeks end? Is that next week or the week after? I think next week. Oh, no. Next week is uh, Cardinals and Commanders. So yeah, that's the last. But next week is the last week with the buys, right? With the buys, yeah. Yeah. I also want the next game. We had a uh, most dog shit game of all time. Oh it was like we were watching Iowa all over again, <laughs> all this over again. Fucking bad. Chargers at New England Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have scored a total of like ten points in four weeks, dude. That's not good. They scored zero today. Got shut out. Six nothing. Yeah, some dude betted that neither team would score a touchdown, put $100 on it, and won 14000 Damn. That's a hell of a fucking bet. This was a this game was fucking up. atrocious, dude. This was such a terrible fucking game. <clears throat> but, you know, Patriots are definitely tanking, dude. There's no other way around it. Are they tanking to get a draft pick, or are they tanking to get their coach fired? Which one are they doing? Maybe both. But they definitely need yeah, a quarterback, because, dude. Because as great as Bill Belichick is, his job security has to come into question at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, like, they haven't been good since they lost Brady. Yeah. So, so I think that does mean something, dude. And unfortunately, and I, yeah, I mean, we say, like, you know, Belichick's probably bulletproof and shit, but <clears throat> at some point, like, he's probably going to want to move forward, dude. Draft is also a moneymaker. If Belichick is not making them money, he's going to – that's the end-all, be-all, and that's something that Kraft – Kraft loves his money. He made his money. He wants to keep his money. Yeah, but Kraft also Belichick likes to is win. not making money. What's that? Kraft also likes to win. Yeah, and Belichick isn't doing that. Yeah. And I think at some point, like, Kraft's going to be like, we're, we're going to have to move on soon anyways because Belichick's getting so fucking old. So we might as well just do it now. Uh, and I see them one and four. And you know what's crazy? Nick Saban is older than Bill Belichick. Are you serious? Damn. That's crazy. Both coached under Bill Parcells, too. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Lions at the Saints. This game was fucking crazy, dude. Uh, Lions scored 21 points in the first four minutes, dude. Four minutes in, they had 21 points. But the Saints came all the way back, made it a 24-21 to 21 game. Lions score. They miss a two-point conversion. So it's a five-point game. Saints have the ball driving down the field. Jameis Winston misses Chris Olave twice. Wide open for first downs. They turn the ball over on downs. That's the ball game. They almost had it. And on the final drive, too, that the that the Lions had, fucking they left Sam Laporta wide the fuck open for like 30 yards, dude. Yeah, that was that was mind-boggling. Just, uh, it's crazy because the Saints defense is like not that good anymore. Talking about coaches getting fired, dude, I think Dennis Allen is fucking getting fired at the end of the year. <clears throat> I think it's time to move on. Derek Carr is, you know, he's not that great, but he did, uh, you know, he did come, he did 
make it interesting coming back and shit. And Taysom Hill was good today too. Alvin Kamara was good. Derek Carr concussion protocol. Yeah, knows if he's gonna be back next week. Guys made a fucking glass. Yep. And and it's a lot easier to get rid of your coach and get rid of your QB. So. Yeah, I think Carr is one more year on his deal. Yep, guaranteed. Yep. So. And turnovers made that the. Be a big difference in the game, but when you said it, first quarter Detroit scored twenty one points. How much was it that Detroit just took the foot off the gas? I don't think it was a lot because Detroit has a major problem right now rushing the passer. They cannot rush the passer. Aside from Hutchinson, they can't, and teams are just double teaming them. And that's why you've seen the Lions for the last three weeks get lit the fuck up is because they cannot rush the passer, dude. And it's a major problem. And to be honest. The the interception, which led to the the second touchdown, was a ball that the tight end should have caught, bounced off his hands. You know, if he doesn't make that interception, this game looks a lot fucking different. different. But the, the Lions can move the ball. The Lions have a great offense, but that defense is definitely a fucking issue, dude. They cannot rush the passer, dude, at all. It's a problem. And it's going to cost okay. So Minnesota... Do they have a shot at taking the division? There are three games down right now. No. But two of those games that are remaining are against the the Lions, and then the Lions have the Broncos and the Cowboys. Lions offense is too good. Vikings have <coughs> the other two games are the or three games, the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Packers. That's potentially four wins that they can take there if they win against the Lions twice. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think, there is a possibility. I think the Lions' offense is too good. They have too good of an offensive line. They can run the ball against anybody. But the problem is is they can't rush the passer. The good thing for them against a team like the Vikings is, like, the Vikings, the Dobbs thing is coming. To, the magic's coming to an end. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the beneficial. Now, can they lose to the Broncos? Maybe. Is it in Denver? Lions, no, in Detroit. So that's going to be a a good game. Because that's the other thing is golf struggles in cold weather. So outdoor games in the winter, not as forte. Detroit's a, <laughs> Detroit is a indoor game. They're indoor, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm saying that if he has to play on the road against a team in cold weather, that's where he gotcha. struggles. Gotcha. Sorry. <clears throat> That's where he struggles uh, the most. Goff, next week, Bears at the Bears in cold weather. Um, and then their other two away games are the Vikings, which is indoor Cowboys, which is Texas. Kind of like the Bears next week, dude. Plus three and a half, I think, four. I think they cover. I just and don't uh, like that the Lions. Uh, my Christmas sweater. Nice. <laughs> I just I don't, good stuff for the podcast. I don't like that the the lines can't rush the passer, dude. It's yeah, gonna be their downfall. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We had uh, the Dolphins at the Commies. <clears throat> Dolphins. I mean, this team just beats the fucking shit out of bad teams, but they cannot beat a good team. They win forty five fifteen. Total goes over. Any takeaways on this game, or we still don't trust Miami until they can play be somebody good? Yeah, you can't trust Miami until they beat a good team. Period. Point blank. Ron Rivera yeah, definitely they only get have fired. One good team left to play. You're going to win the division. 
Oh, sorry, win the NF the AFC. Yeah, and then be probably be one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, bro, they haven't beat a good. They haven't beat a team over five hundred since October of last year, dude. <clears throat> yeah, they got the Titans next week, the Jets the week after, the Cowboys. Uh, okay, so the Cowboys and the Ravens—they've got two good teams, and the Bills. But the Bills are last game of the season. Bills could possibly be out of the playoffs. Like, yeah, but that could all—they could also be fight. That could also be winning in for the Bills. Could. So that was one to keep an eye on. But I think Miami, until we see them beat a good team, like, I just, I don't trust them, bro. Like, cool, dude, you beat the piss out of bad teams. That's great. But you haven't beat a team over 500 since October. Yeah. I still take them next week. I take them the week after against the Titans and the Jets. But after (laughs) that, it's a stay away from me. Yep. Can't take them against good teams. All right, let's move on to the the last shitty Uh, game. Tyreek Hill had a fucking day. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's the best wide receiver in football, dude. Yep. They're talking about this is his best season, too, which is surprising. Yeah, because they played a lot of bad teams. He he might win MVP. He should, but they'll they'll never give it to a wide receiver, dude. No. They'll probably give it to a quarterback for sure. He'll probably win offensive player than the CMC. So. Sure. Yep. CMC should get it, but if it's not, then it's it's a quarterback. It's probably going to be Brock Purdy. That's probably who's going to win. Unfortunately, just I'd put I'd put McCaffrey over Purdy. Yeah, but they man, they always give it to quarterbacks, dude. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have Atlanta at New York. Uh, Atlanta closed two and a half point favorites. The total was thirty three. The total goes under. Atlanta wins thirteen to eight. The Jets are just a fucking miserable team without a quarterback, too. They started Boyle, bench Boyle for Semien. Semien looked like shit, too. It was just a lot of shit. (laughs) Such a bad game. I thought, I I looked at this game, and I'm like, okay, 33 points. It's got to hit the over. That's such a low number. It's got to hit that over. And then I'm thinking about it, like, after the game started, after the first quarter, when it's 2 nothing. I'm like fuck, this is going to be a thirteen to ten game, and I was close. It was thirteen to eight. Yeah, yep. Dude, the the Jets are bad, bro. Uh, this was this was my <coughs> only loss today. Oh no, Kansas City was, uh, but for, through the first two sets of game of uh, time periods, time slots, this was my only loss today. The whole day, my only loss was the Chiefs. Okay, Damn. yeah, Chiefs was my second, but I was four and two today, so I'll take that. And this is the day I didn't parlay no NFL games. Nice. Finally. Back. No, oh, it was good. good. That's good. Chiefs lost my parlay. Thank you very much, you fuckers. <laughs> Chiefs probably lost a lot of people parlays. Yep. Yep. A lot of people. I even had the money line, too. I didn't even take them with a spread. And I, yeah. I was, mm. Jeez. Um, yeah, I don't know much to take away from this game. The Falcons still are the Falcons. At least they're getting Bijan the ball a little bit more. He can't get more than two and a half yards carry, but they're getting him the ball a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Jets' defense is really good, and you know, obviously Ritter's not that good, so that kind of hurts. But man, Kyle Pitts, twelve and a half yards on average per. Per reception today, that's a start. Yep. All right, he let's. One of the 
best athletically athletic tight ends and you don't use them. It's mind boggling. Sorry. Yeah, no, they dude Arthur Smith is probably gonna lose his job too. It's probably another guy that loses yeah. his job. Um all right, let's move on to uh the Monday night game to preview it. We have Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Uh right now Jacksonville is about ten point favorite everywhere. The total's forty. What do you guys think about this one? Mm. Go ahead, Ben. I mean, I want it. I want to take nine and a half, but the opening at seven and a half would have been so much better. I I didn't take this one early. I should have. Um, with that seven and a half, it was just like, ooh, is that hook going to play a point? And then now we're sitting at that nine and a half points, and that's a lot of points. I think Jacksonville wins this game. But I don't know if they cover. I, to me, the over is the best bet here. Over 39 and a half. And that's where I go. I mean, Jacksonville should walk away with this one. But, should, but the, is, there's, a, there's yeah. a doubt in my mind. Cincy's defense is still good. Yeah, that's that's why there's a doubt in my mind. Is is Cincy's D going to show up? Or are they going to lay a fucking egg like they have before? <laughs> But they've also played really well before. That's that's the hard one. Yeah. We'll see. Travis Etienne is questionable. Did he practice? Oh, yeah. What's the name said he was playing? Okay. Uh, what's the Doug Peterson? Expected to play, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, a lot. it's a lot of points, dude. I lean Cincy. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> I lean Cincy. I don't know if I'm going to play this. I probably won't because I definitely think, you know, we haven't seen enough of Browning yet to, like, really have a true opinion on the Bengals' offense. But the Bengals' defense is still good, and so is Jacksonville's defense for that matter. So hmm. I just – uh. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. Cincinnati, 7.2% sack sack rate, which is really good. But, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think the over is the best-looking bet for me, too. But, like, even then, can Browning... <laughs> Put up points. Yeah, I just I think there's too much unknown, dude. There's a lot of unknown here. Yeah, and even if they put up ten, can Jacksonville put up thirty? <sighs> like I didn't think Browning looked terrible in his last start. Plus, he was going against uh, Pittsburgh, which is a one of the best defenses in the in the league. He right? looked terrible last week, but against against Pittsburgh, which is one of the best defenses in the league. But I didn't think he looked that bad, considering the. F- Considering all the factors, but again, like I, I don't know, man. Last week, uh, last week he was nineteen for twenty six, so good, good percentage. Two hundred twenty seven yards, decent, a touchdown, eh, and an interception. 
They didn't get mixed in the ball. Mixing eight carries, 16 yards. And Jamar Chase, four receptions for 80, 81 yards. <coughs> they can't they they can't push the ball. Yeah, it's gonna be the biggest takeaway. Um Cincinnati's one in six against the spread in uh conference games this year. This is a conference game. Uh they are one and one against the spread as away underdogs. Obviously none of this matters because Browning is the quarterback now. Um Jacksonville at home is two and three against the spread. They're better on they're four and on the road, but they're six and one against the spread as a favorite. <laughs> Keep that in mind. But nine and a half points, man. Maybe buy a half a point to make it nine. I don't know. That's too if it was like a touchdown, I would like hammer the Jags, but obviously that's why it's not a touchdown, because I think everybody in the and their mom would do that. So yeah. I mean like I said, dude, this could very well be a blowout. It could be fucking twenty-seven to seven, dude. It's just yeah. Browning. There's just so much unknown, dude. That's why I think this game is like unbettable, in my opinion. Yeah, and at twenty-seven to seven, still hit the under. Yeah, I lean Cincy plus the ten, but so I'm maybe not. it is an under game. I like the under, honestly. Yeah, if if I had played anything, it would probably be the under. Yeah, because you're not going to get any points from Browning. Well, we don't know. That's the thing. Week 12, T-Law has 12 touchdowns. ETN has seven, though, so a total of 19 touchdowns through 12 weeks. They're averaging 1.5 touchdowns a game. Yep. Maybe it is. Maybe that's the under. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the under is definitely the. Do you think it uh, because it's in the thirties? Do you think we get some movement by game time? If anything, it's going to go up. Let's see where did it open. It's at forty at it, Fanduel right now. It, it opened at forty-one and a half. Got bet down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's under a key number. Like, 42 is a key number for totals, so having it under that kind of sucks. But if it's 40, I would still play the under. 39, and 39, I don't know. But I still think it goes up. Like, dude, I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if this game's like, 21 to 14 or 20, 20 to 7, dude. I don't think it's Something like that. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring. And then obviously, Cincinnati knows like they have to game plan. Like the only way they're going to win is if it's a low scoring game. So you know, like defensively, they have to bring it. They're not winning a shootout with Browning. Mm-hmm. So our book has it at forty. <laughs> at forty. Yep. Yeah, I think that's about right. Lean the under, lean since he plus 10. Um, all right, let's talk some hey. baseball real quick. Thank I'll, you guys for talking me out of the over. Saved you. But who knows, dude? Watch it go over. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I don't just, think it's going over. I, I, I just so put good. an under bet in, so. 
I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going over. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk some baseball. Obviously, we had the Kalenic trade right before we came on. Obviously, a move to open up some money for a potential trade or signing of a player that has a big contract. Um, winter meetings are coming up. We don't have a ton of information on Otani. We heard that he was going to sign this week. Now we're hearing that he's going to sign before Christmas. So I don't think a lot is going to happen until he signs. I don't yeah, think we're going to see much. You're probably not. It's just going gonna, gonna, gonna to be breaking news. Nobody knows when it's going to happen. It's going to happen when he wants it to happen, when he made up his mind. So, And even the teams that met with him are not leaking it to the public because that's going to be held against them. So whenever Otani's ready to drop the news, it's going to be breaking news. Yep. It could be this week. could be next <coughs> week. It could be right before Christmas. Okay, so, you know, you, uh, Susan Slusser, tweeted out that I'm hearing an awful lot of buzz on the Giants and Yamamoto. Yep. Does that does that play into effect? For? Uh, Otani signing. It could, I mean. No. Maybe, but y'all not contenders, and signing them two would make you contenders, so. And if his main objective is winning, signing he, both of those wouldn't make us a fucking contender. Don't fucking bullshit, bro. You know no, he, first of all, Otani is only going to. I'm be- a Dodgers fan. No, Nobody no, but the Dodgers no, matter. It to do with the Dodgers. Otani's mm-hmm. only going to be hitting next year. Y'all need pitching. Oh, uh, the Giants ain't hitting too. <laughs> Giants need hitting too. So. Even if y'all was assigned Otani and Yoshi, y'all still gonna be what the third best team in the division on paper? Oh, get the fuck out of here, Dodgers! Er, d- behind who? The Dodgers and who else? The D backs. The D backs gonna be better next year. Yeah, the D backs are gonna be better next year. The D backs may be better. No, next year. they're gonna be. Nah, they're gonna be better. They've already improved their roster. They're gonna be better. And next they're still year. gonna. They're still they're gonna be better next time. Year. There's still time too, because Brandon fought. You got to remember, like. That dude was a rookie this year, and he looked fucking great in the postseason. So, you know, you, you got three bona fide starters there in Arizona. Plus, you got Corbin Carroll, um, Cattell Marte, per, uh, Perdomo, another year of him. Now you just uh, traded take, for Ewing. I will take Marte and Corbin, but Perdomo not 100% on. And Bro, Perdomo was a rookie last year. Yeah, but yeah. And, and and Moreno, your three starters are a huge question mark. Who's on? Who on? Who in your starting lineup is better than Perdomo? That's a good question. <laughs> Patrick Bailey. Okay, but the, <laughs> but the Dimebacks have a better catcher than Patrick Bailey and Gabriel Moreno. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I, but Bailey is still <laughs> better than Perdomo, so. The Dimebacks are they're going to be better. Man. And and how are you yeah, saying that their starters okay. are spending? If you, sign, so if you sign Yoshi and Shohei, you probably going to need to spend another hundred million in the next couple couple of years to add some more pieces to make y'all a World Series threat. Or just hope but, that their young guys get better. Uh, no, we have a couple of young guys. Luciano, so. you know, Luciano Harrison. Gonna, he'll have a full man. year. Harrison's could be really great too. Yeah, more power to. <laughs> But honestly, but, I yeah, think yeah, trade bait and Joey probably gonna be shit. Honestly, I think he might just shock the world and be a, a Chicago Cub. Well, then he's wasting his time about winning a fucking World Series. But because uh, the Cubs are, they got talent, dude. 
Yeah, they're not that far off. They got talent. They got Cubs young talent gonna, too. Cubs are gonna choke. I'm just I'm just waiting for Tampa Bay to trade off the world and not get anyone that they're expecting to. So Well the Yankees trying to get Juan Soto. Yeah, but they wanna fucking they wanna fucking they wanna get the world for that. Yeah. yeah they wanna rebuild their farm, the the farm that they gave away to get them. Yeah. Yeah, and as they happen. should, dude, because like I, I thought last year the way that the Padres season ended, I just think that you have to go in a different direction. Like you might as well trade him and get whatever the fuck you can, dude. Yeah, but what was that list? Uh like definitely not the top guys from the Yankees. They had a couple Well, I don't think he's gonna go to the spots, Yankees. But... I think I think he's gonna end up in, in Toronto or Seattle. Yeah. But like like Michael King, Clark Schmidt, Drew Thorpe, Randy Michael uh, King's Vasquez, nice, though. Johnny Brito, two yeah, additional think, prospects, think, and taking Trent Gersham's contract? No. Yeah, I think Jordan Wright. I think he do end up... Uh, Padres are fucking on crack. I think he end up in the North, or he probably does end up in Seattle, because they're definitely not trading within the division. Yeah. What about Texas? I don't know if Texas will trade for him, dude. Well, what about nobody's, the Rays? Nobody's going to give up that sort well, of... Apparently, the Rays are out here, like, fucking listening to offers on everybody, dude. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're yeah, doing. Yeah, Rosarina's gone, basically? Yeah, they're listening to a Rosarina, <laughs> Isaac Paredes now. Like, dude, they might... Last now. They might sell off everyone. And, and maybe they're doing it because next year they're not going to have McClanahan, Rasmussen, or Jeffrey Springs. So, who That's knows cool. what that team looks like. Might as well start yeah, rebuilding. Or Wander Franco, for that matter. That... That shit might have sailed. We don't know on that though. Like, if if anything was going to happen on that, why haven't we heard yet? I think that's because it's it been handled in the Dominican Republic. That's why. Yeah, I think but honestly, Ben, I think that's that either. But Ben, I th- yeah, I think not knowing keep, anything is worse. But them, their their justice system is totally <laughs> different than ours. They could just keep filing motions, keep delaying, keep delaying, keep delaying. Yeah. And if the and if the witness or whoever the, the little girl the girl is, if she. If she turns out to be a lot older than what she was, because there's reports coming out that she was that she was older than what she said she was, and he didn't know. Well, he's still gonna be charged, but he might not get that much time. But in the court of public opinion, he's still gonna be fucked. So it's up to the Rays yep. to use their discretion. But if the if the uh Braves saw Marcelo Zuna choke his wife on camera and still let him play, <laughs> yeah. But like, I, that's part of the thing. Like, why haven't we heard anything about that? If if something was like legit about that, we would have heard about it. Yeah, I'm thinking already. it might be getting swept up under the rug. Honestly. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens we'll, with that. We'll we'll hear. Yeah. I mean, him and Josh Giddy, but supposedly Josh Giddy's is more legitimate than Wander Franco's. Yeah, apparently Josh Giddy met this girl in a fucking eighteen and up club. So, yeah, but she wasn't eighteen. Yeah, but I mean, who, who goes to an eighteen and up club and is like, "Oh, are you 18? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, dude, I, you're in an eighteen and up club. And I, yeah. I think the whole reason why the, though it doesn't, but I, but the parents aren't cooperating. I think the parents aren't cooperating because they're going to come out and see people are going to know how shitty parents they are. I think. Well, I think they're just, not cooperating because <laughs> they want Josh Giddy to sign a shit ton of money over to him to 
not press charges and blow this under the rug. I just, dude, I just don't know how you could charge somebody for that when the Supposedly person was at my nephew's. Uh, okay, so the, the, yeah, the fucking weirdest uh, connection here, but my nephew-in-law's cousin goes to school with the chick down in LA that uh, is that was with Josh and everyone saying it was 100% true. She's a fucking sophomore. She's 15 and was with Josh Giddy. That's crazy, bro. It's bad, bad for Josh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she is 15. The age of consent in Oklahoma is 16. It so. was in LA, bro. Oh, all this happened in California was 18 up here, so yeah. He's fucked. But like Ben said, if the parents don't cooperate, there's pretty much nothing they can do. Happened in Huntington Beach, bro. A couple million under the rug, and it all goes away because money talks. That's crazy. And Giddy was 18 at the time as well. Mm -hmm. He was a rookie. Not that it fucking matters, but... I know a lot of dudes that were 18 that had 15-year-old girlfriends when we were in high school. Never 15 that I knew, but... Maybe not 15, maybe 16. Yeah. 16, 17. <laughs> probably 17 the ones I knew, but... Crazy shit, though. Yeah. But I just don't understand, like, how do you get into an 18 and up club? Like, who who in their right mind asked somebody, oh, let me see your ID if you're in an 18 and up club? Like, do you know fake ID? She had a she had a hella good fake ID, and like you said, Josh Giddy probably didn't ask no questions, I'm pretty sure. Yep. No, he didn't ask shit, bro. So, and he's from Australia, so Lord knows what they go, what they what they do in the land down under. <laughs> so, um, but supposedly shit. they had, like, a relationship, and, like, they saw each other multiple times, and... Really? Damn. Yeah. Damn. You know that? <laughs> Joshua Giddy, what's wrong with you, bro? Yeah, it's this is because the only thing, the only thing that's gonna get him held responsible criminally if the parents and her start cooperating. If they don't, he's gonna get away with it because all you have is a Snapchat post, and that's not gonna hold up in court. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, there's video too of them together, but but it's like all Snapchat, right? Yeah. But it'll have to be it'll have to be video that's pretty much CP. So, do they have that? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yes, then that'll that'll be a totally different ballgame because that's clear evidence. So you can't convict them off a of Snapchat post, even though we know. Yeah, but in in the court of law, you got to prove without a beyond a reasonable doubt. That's we got true. two more baseball questions for you guys once we are done here. Yeah, what's the questions? Um, Marlon sending Gabe, Gabe Kapler. Oh, God. Good move, bad move. Terrible. I mean, yeah, Gabe did a good job conversion. GM. He's going to be assistant GM, though. He's not going to be a, a coach or anything. No, yeah. head coach. No, he's assistant GM. Assistant oh, GM. assistant GM. Sorry. Yeah, he's going to be in the front office. Oh, okay. Good move, bad move. Bad move. I don't know what the fuck the Marlins are doing, but then again, who knows what the fuck the Marlins are ever doing. Um. Okay. Outside of beating those skankies in two thousand three. Yep. It's the last good uh, thing. Uh, second. Uh, Jackson Churio signing a eight year, 
$82 million contract without paying a day in Major League Ball. Yeah, um, American really players should be able to do that. This is this is this is this is uh, unconstitutional. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, nope. I mean he's a, a great prospect. Um, he's got great numbers in the minor leagues. So you think do we do we all sit here and think he's going to be better than Jackson Holiday? No. <laughs> What's Jackson Holiday's contract? Oh, Jackson Holiday is a Probably a bigger contract because he had got a signing bonus. He didn't get an eighty. The dude just got eighty million, Jordan, for ten years. Yeah, but Jack, eight, years. eight years. Jackson Jackson Holiday is gonna make more than that. Yeah, but he's not gonna make that. He ain't making that right now. The the Orioles could sign Jackson Holiday to that right now if they wanted to because Jackson Trujillo's in their in the Brewers system. Yeah, but he hasn't played a game in his fucking. He has. This is. He has he even played minor league ball? Yeah, he's in like double A right now. Right or triple A, he's in double A or triple A. But the thing with wow. this is, it's it's the same exact thing. Remember when John Singleton signed a deal be, with the Astros before he ever played a game? He, he signed like a fourteen million dollar deal before he ever played a major league game. John Singleton, who exactly? Who? Yeah, John Singleton was the guy that they got that the Astros got in the oh, trade no, for I, Hunter I, Pence. I, oh, sorry, I know. Yeah, yeah. Tell everybody else. Yeah. Shit, only John Singleton I know is the producer. Rest in peace to one of the goats. Yep. But no, John Singleton did the same thing. He signed like a $14 million deal before he even played a game and but ended up not working out. it was a year deal, which was... <laughs> no, nah, it was like a five-year... It wasn't that much money, but it was like a five-year deal or something. But at the time, it was yeah. like 10 years ago, so... Did it work out? I thought no. it was only a one- or two-year deal. But he's yeah. actually back on the Astros now. Shot, surprisingly. No, it did not work out for him. Signing yeah. for fourteen million dollars. No, yeah, not well. It didn't work out for the Astros. Worked yeah. out for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> but I think that's why. Well, first of all, any agent in their right mind is not going to let Jackson Holiday sign that contract. Mm-hmm. True. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. No, and this could be. I mean, if Churio does work out, this could be absolutely horrible for him in year yeah. four or five. Yeah, it's like no, he has some opt outs. He has some opt outs. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a player opt out and the team opt out in the deal. Yeah, so I mean that's beneficial what for years, both. Though? Uh, <coughs> probably after the second or third, and probably the fifth or sixth. Who knows? But I know he yeah, it's a player opt out and a team opt out. His his agent is definitely not Scott Boris. That's for sure. <laughs> he you know, Scott Boris gets some top dollar. Yeah, that's what uh, apparently the Braves are interested in Cease, but they don't really deal with Scott Boris agents because, you know, the Braves like to fucking lowball all their fucking prospects and they want to lock up. They would want to lock up Cease and, you know, Boris is going to ensure that Cease goes to free agency. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm trying to find the opt out here. Hopefully it's uh, after he gets to the majors for his sake, <laughs> not before. Why can't I fucking search on this? Go to Spot Track. Spot Track. Yep. S P O T R A C. 
Here, I got it right now. The club option is, is there's no player option, only two club options, and it's in 2032 and 2033 when he's 28 mm-hmm. and 29 years old. Oh, yeah, I would have never signed that deal then. I mean, yeah, 82 million, that's awesome, but. Yeah, it is life changing money for him, I guess. But if he, if, but if he fucking balls out, he's he's fucked. Mm. Yep. He's making ten million dollars a year when he could be making twenty to thirty. And the buyout for the his club option is only two million dollars. So if the fucking if the Brewers don't take on that ninth year in twenty thirty two or eighth year, whatever that is, then they only have to pay him $2 million to get out of the contract. That's bad. Man, his agent should be fucking fired, dude. But he's still making $70 million at that point. So. I'm not playing a loan game. Yep, that's true. All right, let's get some million uh, dollars to someone who hasn't made money and his family hasn't made true. money. Yeah, it's, that makes sense to him. Life-changing. Well, so, it's uh, life-changing money. <laughs> Let's get some best Let's bets. Let's go, tomorrow. y'all! If we I'm have gonna go under on Monday Night Football. Give me the under. Irv under forty. Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I like the under as well. Let me guys talk me out of that. Um, I also like um, Dallas Stars tomorrow. Uh, they are the dog against the Lightning. So. Stars money line. What's it at? Like plus one twenty. Uh, yeah, probably 120 because uh, lightning are minus 110. Could be a pick em, but it shows that it's 110, so I'm guessing it's plus 120. Nice. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the under 40. That's my favorite bet. Uh, no, pick him. Dallas, one ten. Oh shit! Pick him. All right. Squad right on the under tomorrow night. Yep. Prime time under. Is already in. <coughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. We'll be back uh, Tuesday night. We'll be talking some NFL, and we'll be talking uh, maybe some NBA playing tournament. As we get closer to the end of it, make sure to download the Sharps app, S-H-A-R-P-Z. Use promo code George 517 It's free to download, track your bets, become a better better. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, Swerving Irving Washington, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lives. We'll catch y'all later. Have a blessed Monday. Merry fucking Christmas. Peace. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own. A pair of hopper long boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. The dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can.